Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is Wednesday, July 15th. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And early show today. Kind of surprising everybody. I've got some things that I've got to knock out. Uh, the, The room that I'm in will be occupied for the next... However long, however many hours, and it will roll through the time that we typically do the show. So uh, we had to make sure we got it in today. Uh, this is kind of going back to the old school days when we had no commenters on the show. <laughs> so we just gonna roll through the show and see what happens. And if somebody we're wants live, to jump right? in, somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're we're live. We're Some live. Some people jumped in when I did it with uh, when I did it with John the other day, and and I'm I'm not capable of having a conversation and reading something. And so I just didn't acknowledge them, but other people will jump in. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I've had my days confused uh, all day long. I was talking to our buddy Felica uh, from ESPN this morning and was talking about what day it was and all that. And he said, "Uh, you do know that tomorrow's Thursday, right? And I said, tomorrow's not Wednesday? What what is going on? So we were going back and forth about that. But I, I finally got my days correct. It is Wednesday. It is July 15th. And we are ready to rock and roll. The website, of course, winningcureseverything.com. All of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, and social media platforms are over there. If you are watching the show live, you are watching on Periscope, Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook. You can jump in there. Ben jumps in over in California. He said, good morning. Yeah, Ben, it is definitely a good morning. It's a little crazy. It's a little hectic. And it's a different time for us than usual, but we're glad you could hop in. If anybody else wants to jump in on the chat, any of those live platforms will populate in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen if you're watching the show. Now, if you're on the podcast, you can't see any of that anyway. But if you want to catch the show live sometime, make sure you subscribe at one of those different platforms. Knock it out. Do your thing. Uh, share the show out if you would, everybody that is listening. And if you are on the podcast, or if you would just like to catch a show if you ever miss it live, go over and make sure you are subscribed. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Whatever your favorite podcast app is, found out, by the way, Overcast and Podcast Addict uh, are our two, I guess, biggest aside from Apple Podcast. Went and dug into the numbers last night, and those are the uh, the other ones. So Apple Podcast, definitely the biggest, but it doesn't matter what app you use, you can find it over there. So go on and check it out. Make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you go over to sportsbookreview.com. That is where all of our college football picks, previews, blah, 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 will be starting August the 1st, 
So go check it out. Sportsbookreview.com, sbrpicks.com, and their YouTube page is where we are going to be. Chris, crazy times. Uh, I guess breaking news. I guess whatever you want to say. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about it, but former Memphis Tiger assistant coach, former NBA well champion, Mike Miller, is the new high school basketball coach at a school in Germantown, Tennessee, right outside of Memphis. It's, it's where his son plays. So he said he was leaving Memphis to spend more time with his family. I don't know that you can get more real than that. I was I, When you told me that, I first thought, well, this is the first guy to ever leave a job that said, I need to spend more time with family, and then took a job that actually has him spending more time with family. You got it. You got it. So it was I, usually, <clears throat> Urban Meyer says, <laughs> I got to spend more time with family, and then goes on the road with Fox for 28 weeks out of the year. Yeah. So, it's, you know. it's a little strange. It's a little strange. But uh, Mike Miller, doing it right, doing what he's supposed to be doing. Cheers to that. We, uh, we're we glad that he is staying in Memphis, in town. Uh, good dude. All around good dude. Met him several times. He is uh, He's fantastic. So, with that said, let's go ahead and dive into the, the news of the day. And there's some crazy stuff going on. We'll go ahead and start this off with NFL. Texans wide receiver... Kenny Stills was arrested in Louisville, Kentucky last night because he was part of a silent protest. Or not a silent protest, but a peaceful protest. And here are the details on that. Uh, Via the Louisville Courier-Journal, police took Stills into custody Tuesday afternoon after he and other protesters marched to the home of Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron in connection with the failure to take action following Breonna Taylor's death. Uh, Per the report... Stills was charged with intimidating a participant in the legal process, which is a felony. He was also charged with misdemeanor, disorderly conduct, and criminal trespass. Now, he was only one of 87 people that were charged with the same thing. My question to you, Chris, is what does the NFL do about this, if anything at all? Should they just leave it alone, or or does the personal conduct policy come into play here? Because sometimes they... They will go ahead and attack people, not attack, they will discipline people for things that they are never even charged with, like Ezekiel Elliott, etc. But in this instance, he was charged with a felony, but it's part of something that the NFL is trying to make people more aware of. Which way do you stand on this? So, yeah, this is not Ezekiel Elliott. This is not any of these other things. Ray Rice. Right. No. Those things are, regardless of if the law sees them as right or wrong, breaking the law or not, gray areas, those are not black eyes on, those are, sorry, black eyes on the league, okay? Just being involved with the things that those guys have been involved with and in the conversations of what they've alleged to do, especially in Zeke's case, we don't ever really have any great proof, Um I understand those. Okay, yeah. I haven't always agreed with them, but I at least understand them. In this situation, you don't have that at all. No, okay? it's, this you, is not you, a black eye on the league at all. No, no, you no. We would have to have tape coming out of him actually assaulting people and causing a major disruption. That that I just we have footage of because if the footage existed, we would have saw it. See, yeah. So, no, I, I don't think the league gets involved at all. This is between him and his court case. The, the felony misdemeanor thing is, for him, important. For an attorney, important. For the league, 
it's it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Okay. And the other side of this is he's out, you know, protesting and whatnot, which it is everybody's right to do. However, it is less than two weeks before training camp starts. Uh, you know, not to say that I don't want him doing this. I I just I hope that I hope these guys come back and they're all negative. I just hope we all get you know negative COVID tests and whatnot, and that everything goes according to plan. I know uh, tomorrow's show we'll probably get to discuss a little bit of the NFL PA stuff that's going on because it, we are in dire dire straits when it comes to the NFL and they're negotiating with the NFLPA. So we'll figure out what goes on with that. But Kenny Stills, uh, I think we both side on on uh, on the idea that the NFL needs to do nothing with this. They need to just kind of let this go, and we'll move on from there. Uh, speaking of moving on, let's go ahead and discuss politics, which is our favorite topic, right? Tommy Tuberville, former Auburn football coach, he won the Republican primary for Senate in the state of Alabama last night over Jeff Sessions. Uh, he had not lost in his entire political career, Jeff Sessions, uh, 30 years or 30 plus years. And Tommy Tuberville took it away from him. And while that is not super surprising, obviously, incredibly well known name, he aligned himself with Donald Trump, and that goes a well, long way. Yeah. Session, we, we live in the South, and it's very much a. Does Trump support you or not? Because that's that's how we got the governor that we have. Oh yeah, and and many other people in in our state is Trump backed them. We are a Trump state for the most part. Alabama is a Trump state. If Trump gives you the nod, you're going to win. In most cases, you're probably going to win pre running away. Yes, I agree. So with that said, that's not the most interesting thing that happened last night. Uh, the Alabama Democrats Twitter account absolutely blasted Tommy Tuberville at one t- well before and after he won the primary. I mean well, they, they, they were pretty sure he was going to win it because you yeah. don't want to waste those bullets. You you kind of wanted him to win because you think he's beatable. Oh yes. Oh 100%. Um so Doug Jones is the guy that won it last time. Uh whenever that was 2 years ago, I guess it was. Um he won two years ago, and he is the incumbent. He's running again for the Alabama Democrats, which, again, not typical that a Democrat wins, but he was going up against a, a not good dude at all. Well, so. there lies the issue that the reason we have a Democrat in Alabama, which is shocking to begin with, is because the other person was pretty awful. Yes, he was he was pretty bad. What was it was it Roy Moore? I guess that too yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and there was a lot of a lot of underage yeah, young lady things going uh, on there. Just uh just a mess. So with that said the Alabama Democratic Party decided to tweet out some crazy ish and I I had to bring it up I on the show. I thought some of these were hilarious. This is fantastic. All right, first some of them are spot on because they attack his character correctly, by the way. They didn't lie about it. And some of them have nothing to do with anything political at all. Yes, uh, agreed, agreed. So, with that said, let's go ahead and roll through some of these. First tweet, he lost his last Iron Bowl 36 to nothing, collects millions of dollars in pension money from hardworking Alabamians, and built investors based on their trust in his investment advice. Tubbs, Doug's is going to run through you like Fred Talley at an 11 a.m. Jefferson Pilot game. Fred Talley, former Arkansas player. (laughs) 
That was that was pretty good. Fantastic. The first two points of that are completely irrelevant to anything at all. Absolutely, absolutely. They they have nothing to do with anything. No, the the pension, the Iron Bowl, all that. Now the the bilked investors based on their trust in his investment advice. Yeah, if you're taking investment advice from Tommy Tuberville, like, well, that's it. If you're you taking doing? investment like, advice from a football coach, there's a reason they're a football coach. You do know the people at Wall Street make their salaries look ridiculous, right? Oh, yes, a hundred percent. If you're good at Wall Street, yeah. saving ten million dollars ain't shit. Now you got that right. Uh, with with the Iron Bowl comment, uh, Doug Jones, it, I will I will go ahead and tell you this from experience. There are significantly more Alabama fans than Auburn fans in the state. We well, yeah. just are. So, if you are trying to... Pandering to the base. Let yeah. me tell you this, too. It doesn't help that that Trump messed up Saban's name. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. That, that doesn't help him in the big election. That's a, no, it really does not. Lou, really Lou Saban is, uh, is not going to win any awards in the state of Alabama. I liked it. I found it hilarious. Oh, I really AL.com said that it was not a uh, an accident at all. And I I think oh, I might just agree. Dick? I I think that's what uh, I think that's what they were saying. Listen now, Pence is hanging out with Listen, with now, he's back in an Auburn guy. Pence is hanging out with Oh, maybe maybe Trump's not a not a saving the guy. Hey, it, cheers to it. That's fine with me. I'm all right with that. <laughs> Uh, the next one, next one here was from four days ago. It said Tommy Tupperville said he'd leave Ole Miss quote in a pine box. Days now later, this, oh yeah, this is attacking his character. Yes, days later he left for Auburn. Never told I mean, his players goodbye at days, Auburn. I mean, really? Yeah, I'm gonna be here. This is not one of those things where all coaches lie about stuff. This was he had a deal done and he just had to sign the paperwork. Oh yeah, and said it. yeah, and and it was. It was going to happen, and instead he leaves. He goes to Auburn. It said uh, at Auburn he had a wandering eye every year, and that is true. I Man, he, he was connected to a lot of jobs. Uh, at Texas Tech, he ditched a recruit during dinner to leave for Cincinnati. Wonder who he's lying to now? Yeah, I mean they went all in. That's a fantastic tweet. That's oh yeah, a fantastic tweet. Hey, politics are dirty, man. <laughs> they go after it. Uh, so that's that was the second one. Now we've got the third one. Senator Jones got justice for four little girls that were murdered during church by the Klan. Tommy Tuberville thought a one-game suspension was enough when one of his players raped a little girl. Which one cares more about your daughter's future? That that is, is brutal. That's absolutely brutal. And then it links to uh, to an article about it. The article. Oh no, yeah, all of this stuff is going to get leaked to articles. Oh yeah, I, I mean this was. Um, now I'll say this: Tommy Tuberville, not the cleanest football coach out there. So we've got some of these. We've got one more here. Um, we we got a few of these. It, there's going to be more. There's going to be so many more because he was a coach for a long time in the SEC. Of yes. course, you've got stuff like that. You've got a ton of skeletons in your closet if you are a head coach in the SEC and you were trying to win every year. Bottom line: uh, the last one says you scared of your own shadow. Can an incumbent Democratic senator win in a red state? Us, ready to storm hell with a super soaker. Tuberville couldn't score a touchdown for two weeks with four first-rounders on his offense. He also lost to Vanderbilt. (laughs) 
I mean, they are just absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal. If you're the Auburn football coach, by the way, you should never lose to Vanderbilt. Like, I don't, I don't care if James Franklin's there. I don't care if Bobby Johnson's there. That's who we lost to, by the way, Bobby Johnson. Uh, and it was when game day was in town. I mean, it was nuts. So Why was game day at Vanderbilt, though? Hang on. Because they started 5-0. and premise, But if game day's at Vanderbilt, then this is not a standard Vanderbilt team. It was pretty standard. I mean, they opened up the season. Then why the hell is game day there? Well, they they opened the season four and zero. They played a, a bunch of nobodies, but they I think they had beaten like Kansas State or somebody that season. And then Auburn came in town. Game for them to go to that is a that is a damning indictment on college football, by the way. Oh, absolutely. But you you've seen some of the places. I mean, you know they they've gone to some questionable spots, but they want to try and hit every college campus or every every P five campus at least. Um, so that that's what their goal was that season. It was the first time Vanderbilt had started off four and zero, five and zero, whatever it was. But they they won that game. I think they got to six and zero, and then they lost all six of their last six games. So it was a typical Vanderbilt year. Uh, but it it wasn't you know it wasn't anything crazy. But yes, uh, Tommy Tuberville figuring out like yes, we understand head coaching in the SEC is uh, is kind of dirty. It ain't nothing like politics in the South. It it just ain't not even close. Not even close. So, we will be watching that, uh, I guess, in November. I guess it's uh, the same same election cycle as the presidency. So, we will figure into that. Let's keep talking about some college football, though. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm uh, I'm curious your thoughts here. And we talked a little bit about this before, but SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey was on with Clay Travis on his morning show, uh, Outkick the Coverage, this morning on Fox Sports. And he told Clay that the SEC does not release positive test numbers for schools, but since athletes got back on campus, the positive tests have declined substantially to single digits and approaching zero across the conference. So along with that, he talks a number of other things. I I don't want to necessarily discuss the the specifics of it. I want to discuss his attitude here. When we talked on Monday, he had been on with Feinbaum. And I don't I don't think we brought it up on the show, but he had jumped on with Paul Feinbaum. And Feinbaum is the there's no way we're having college football. 
right? It's just not going to happen. I don't know what everybody's so worked up about. It doesn't make any sense. It's irresponsible. It's blah, 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 blah. Uh, Damien jumps in on YouTube, said, what's up? Damien, thanks for hopping in early, brother. Uh, so, Greg Sankey goes on with Feinbaum, and it is, yeah, things are looking dire. You know, we need to get the numbers looking better, and we need to do da-da-da-da-da. Like, I don't know how we're going to do this, but we're really working hard, and we're giving ourselves time to figure it out. Well, then he goes on with Clay this morning, and it is upbeat, and it is... You know, I think we can get this done. I think we're, this is 36 hours later. Feinbaum, he went on at like 5.30 p.m. Central Time. And with Clay, he goes on at 7 o'clock a.m., whatever time it is. And 36 hours, it is two completely different mindsets. How do you get from, now one, I understand that the numbers change drastically every day. So the outlook is bleak one day and then positive the next and da-da-da-da-da. However, you're talking about something as big as like a billion-dollar industry. And one day, we can't make it work. And then another day, yeah, everything looks good. Where do you stand on this? What, what is, what's Sankey's not, not issue? What, what's going on with him? So I, I'm going to equate this to the same thing. We had this conversation with Fauci about Fauci a couple of weeks back, maybe even a month ago back. He would talk to one guy and he was super pessimistic. Then he would talk to another guy or lady and he would be super optimistic. And it all just depended upon who he was talking to. And, and I'm going to say the exact same thing about Sankey now, as I said about him, I don't think he's evil. I don't think he's, he's being manipulated. I don't think he's just pandering to a base because I'm talking to this person. I think he's human. And I know that when I'm around negative people who have negative outlooks on things, I begin to see the world in a negative spin. And I begin to give answers and think about things that you're asking me from a negative point of view. Okay. When you're talking to Feinbaum, five minutes, 10 minutes into that show, you know, man, it just seems like we don't have a chance at this. And so now every answer I give is just going to have that tone of, of darkness and lack of hope. Clay is the complete opposite, okay? Clay sees this in a very positive light. All the testing that we've done, all of the, the, the even the positive tests that have come out, it's very much a, look how many people are testing positive for this thing, and it doesn't affect their life at all. Spin to it. And therefore, I think Sankey feeds off of that and begins to lean on, he just seems to be more of a chameleon than anything else, which I think is a pretty good uh, characteristic to have in a leader. At some point yeah. in time, when things are real tough, the leader needs to stand up, and everybody needs to take on the persona of the leader. But when you're talking to other people, you you can realistically and honestly empathize with them and, and see the world through their eyes. That's I think that's a good thing, by the way. I think that's a great that's, quality to that's have. That's what I was going to ask. Is Does this mean that he is an ineffective leader, or does this mean no, that no, he's no, a great I disagree. leader? Like, I, I think he can honestly walk away from those two conversations after 24, 48 hours and say, I've talked to two different people. I felt two different ways about this. Now let me rationale in my brain what is the right way, because we all believe that the truth always lies somewhere in the middle. Correct. You have the doom and gloom that, that, are, that are just – you know, pouring feet 
thing. And then you have the people that are extreme carefree and just don't take it seriously. They, they don't, they're not worried about it at all. The, the safe spot, the responsible place is somewhere in the middle. Okay. And, and I think that's where he's going to end up. I think it makes for an, a good leader because living in the extremes is a terrible place to be. Okay. It's where we are in our country, by the way, with everything. And, and it's a terrible, terrible place to be. We have to find a way to find some way to get back to the center um, and, and stop listening to all the extreme voices. Um, but the fact that he can have the conversation with two extremists and he empathize, sympathize, and rationalize with them, I think those I think those are good qualities to have in a leader. Well, and, and not every gave, leader needs to be a dictator where all my right. ideas are right ideas, because you know how I feel about that. I'm not always going to be right. And that means I need to surround myself with people who are smarter than me, better than me. And I have to be able to see the world through their eyes and hear the the advice that they're giving me. They can't just give me advice that I trusted blindly. I got to be able to believe in it. Yes. No, 100%. He was still able to give to both guys, give good, real information to them and empathize on both sides of the aisle. Right. So, and that's. we need more and pill- I hate that the numbers are like looking that. so good, but we're not giving those numbers because, you know, player safety and, and we care about their – there's got to be a way to say, you know, today well, that, these are the numbers at LSU. they got 200, 300 people in the football complex working with these kids that are being tested. You, you don't have to give names out. Ages yeah, out. Just, just, schools, schools can do it. The conference cannot. So it's up to the school, really. Uh, ben jumps in. He said, "Extremes make headlines." Oh, one hundred percent. Oh no, that's there's the no doubt. With the media. That's why Fawbaum has a show and Clay has a show. That you're right. People in the middle aren't ever going to get a great show. They're just not. Oh, I mean, Fawbaum used to like. I, I believe it. I don't think it's still there, but it used to be there where he talked about where so and so happens and coaches are fired. Like he used to call for coaches' heads all the time. Like that was his show. That's what people listened for. Like yep. he he was the negative guy forever. And he brought on callers that that brought out absolute worst in fan bases. He never yeah. brought on a reasonable person. No, you're you're dead on about that. So Sankey, because that doesn't move the needle. Yeah, but Phyllis from Alabama moves the needle. Oh, you got that, Phyllis from Olga for sure. Um, so Sankey here he discussed the uh, the testing numbers for the SEC athletes. You know they're looking good. Uh, he addressed the issue that athletes may potentially be safer on campus than they would be at home. He brought up an interesting story that he had talked to a, a student athlete who was going to two different public gyms every day to get his workouts in, and he's just around random people. And it's something else that that we didn't even talk about when we brought it up on Monday about why it would be a good idea to have college football because it's safer for them on campus than it would be elsewhere. Well, you, you did bring that up, and you and, talked about how it is safer. I remember you made that. Yeah, no, we, we talked about that. Home and I, used the, the analogy of that, but but you absolutely made the yeah. statement that it, it is safer for them on campus than off of campus. Here's a, And I know people aren't going to like this. If no other students are on campus, because like USC, then hell yeah, it's a lot. All those football oh, yeah. players are way safer, because this place is used to holding, I don't know, 15, 20,000 people, and now it holds 300? Yes. Yeah, those 300 are incredibly safe. Yes, agreed. It's it's almost a bubble environment. Yeah, so, and so, so it's just, you know, the hardest thing is always going to be, what do you do when they're not doing football stuff? 
How do you how do you control the the leisure activities of young men who are athletes? That's yeah. where it's always going to get. Dicey. Well, and, and Sankey brought up that it's uh, it's about education. Like it's you've got to educate these guys and make it as clear as humanly possible, and then continue on with the testing, et cetera, et cetera. So I liked the fact that it was optimistic that he it, there was discussion about the about the possibility and really the likelihood that we will, in fact, have a college football season. So, so I, I didn't let Monday's our, uh, interview with Feinbaum affect me at all. We talked about this. I, yeah. It didn't move the needle for me one bit because I, I felt like he was pandering to Feinbaum's base, to be honest with you. And, to, and maybe not to his base, but to, his, to, to Feinbaum, to Paul. Yeah, to him. Um, and, and I thought, hmm, yeah, I hear him saying that on Feinbaum. That's not how he really feels because this guy is going to answer to people way bigger than Paul. Okay. Oh yeah. And and I kind of always found it weird that Paul was the voice of the SEC. Um, he's very much an SEC guy and he knows this league, but he doesn't seem to think like your typical SEC fan at all. Yeah. And that's, that's what was always strange or different to me. Now I like Paul. I like Paul a whole lot, by the way. Um, I find him very entertaining and really good at what he does. But it's just strange that he's the kind of the voice of the SEC and kind of been given that. Well, it's because he was the first national show that specifically discussed SEC football. I mean, that's it, for four hours a day. That's all he talked about, and well, yeah, nobody I mean, else yeah. was doing that I mean, at the time. So it was yeah. it was before podcast, before all that. Uh, Joseph that's Gomez jumps in. By the way, he said early show. Nice. Shh, I'm still working from home. So <laughs> yeah, early show today. We will be going live at uh, at 3 p.m. tomorrow. I uh, believe we will have a special guest on with us tomorrow. Going to reconfirm and whatnot tomorrow. But, uh, but yeah, tune in 3 p.m. Central Time tomorrow. So, all you West Coasters, it'll be 1 p.m. Uh, so, just a touch after lunch. No big deal. Let's close out with this here. NASCAR. Coming back tonight, Bristol is allowing up to 30,000 fans. It looks like it's probably going to be closer to 25,000. But... That's a lot of people to put in one spot. Now, to be fair, that is still less than 20% of what the place actually holds. That place holds a ton of people. It's 160,000. But this will be one of the big steps in figuring out what we can do with having that many people. This is the biggest number of people that will be together for an event since the pandemic hit in March, right? They started canceling everything, et cetera. Uh, It is the all-star race at Bristol Motor Speedway. It is... It, it was already going to be interesting with or without fans. But now it's, for the first time ever, it's going to be there instead of at Charlotte. So I'm kind of excited about just seeing what it's going to look like with that many people in one spot. Now, of course, they're all going to be separated and spread out. Gonna, it's going to look like nobody's there, by the way. It's going to look like a yeah. Jags game. Because uh, that place holds, yeah, over 100,000 people. Yeah, it's like 100. I think the Tennessee-Virginia Tech game was like 156,000 a few years ago. Um, now, yeah. that is a lot of people. that They like they put seats in down lower as well um, where the fans actually go. But, see, the infield won't be taken up at all. Yeah. So all those all those seats and RVs are gone, um, and it's just going to be the seats around. I'm excited about this. You know how I feel. I, I just think I don't know how to beat this thing. I just have no clue. But I know if I could buy a ticket to a Red Sox game next week, I would I would fly my butt up to Boston and I'd go. 
I just would, and and it, I would be safe about it. I'd wear my mask. I'd protect anybody around me. You know, I feel like I don't even like make eye contact with people anymore. I know that has nothing <laughs> to do with it. It's just like I I don't want to be seen as a threat, but I, I I want to get out and do something. My actual dream NASCAR race. Not that I'm the biggest NASCAR fan. I'm married into a massive NASCAR fan, by the way. Really, um, family. They, my father-in-law actually owned like race cars in a lower level of NASCAR, like their minor league level. It was called the Hooters Cup back in the day. I don't know what it would be called today. Gotcha. Um, and uh, and so like they're they're hardcore NASCARs guys. They go to Daytona every year. If I had one race to go to, and I could go to any race in the in in the country, anytime, it would be the Bristol Na- uh, Night Race. It, it wouldn't be Talladega. It wouldn't be Daytona. It, it wouldn't be. It would be the Bristol Night Race. I've just, I don't know why at that setting. You know how I feel about the Smokies. Oh yeah. that area of Tennessee is one of the most beautiful areas in the country. Well, I mean, you you love to vacation up in uh, what Pigeon? Yeah, Florida, I'm Virginia. going in a couple of weeks. Yes, we I, we go up there. If I was a major college football player, and San Diego State didn't call me, I would I would seriously probably see myself at, at Tennessee. It's not a fan thing. Like, that's just a beautiful part of the world. Oh, it most certainly is. We've talked multiple times about how beautiful Knoxville is. It's it's yeah. just incredible. And the everything about the the trip there from Memphis is gorgeous. I mean it's perfect in the fall. Perfect in the fall. So uh so yeah this is going to be a massive ordeal with I, I just know, want good things to come yeah. out of it. I really do because if we can get twenty five thousand people in this thing and it goes off, and they don't see massive spikes, and everything seems to come out of it really good. Those are good, positive things. I mean, you got we, a lot of people that are willing to be lab rats right now just to get out and to do something. Yeah. Okay? I haven't seen anything about whether or not they're going to be required to wear masks or anything like that. I'm very curious about that. I, I'm um, going to tell you, there's so much notice about mask outside is, is virtually irrelevant. Like, yes, when you go into the store, put your damn mask on. Agreed. But, Agreed. like, I see people walking around our neighborhood, and they wear the mask. So I'm thinking, you're 30, 40 feet from anybody anyway. Yeah, that that's a little goofy. But like, if, like why are you jogging with that thing but on? But when, when people are walking into the You do realize the 110-degree heat index right now. Like, that's oh, yeah. insane. Uh, hey, Ben jumped in, by the way, on Twitch. He said the East Coast has nothing on the West when it comes to natural beauty. Uh, I will... I will disagree there. Um, however, hey, I will I say San Diego. That is that is paradise. I have hey. now. Hang on. I used to spend summers in Montana. Okay, I had an old pastor friend of mine that I would go up spend a month with. Uh, can't make a living being a pastor out in Montana. Imagine that. So he had like five part time jobs. I would go up there and do like two or three of his part time jobs for him. That I, I was lucky enough to have this old Indian guy named Roy take me out to the reservation a couple. Of, now that is gorgeous country. Oh yeah, that is pretty pretty unbelievable. The one place I want to make it in the world is to see the redwoods. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this: I got to see uh, some of the redwoods. Not not exactly what you're talking about, but I want to I want to see them all. I want to see the big ones in Santa Cruz, uh, where the mystery spot is, and all that. Like all those areas there, we went to a, several national parks in Santa Cruz. San Francisco was gorgeous. Um, I mean, tons of sight lines, like right across on the uh, Golden Gate Bridge and whatnot. Yosemite, absolutely beautiful. Uh, Big Sur, the Pacific Coast Highway, at all of those, yes, absolutely gorgeous. However, that doesn't take away from how beautiful that neck of the woods is. Uh, ben said, those are great to go, or those are great, go to Tahoe. Uh, 
Yeah, I could believe that. I mean, I hadn't been. I, I would like to go eventually. <laughs> we'll figure it out. But yeah, uh, Look, no, the Rockies more doesn't doesn't take away from the Smokies. All right, yeah, the Rockies and the Smokies. Oh, I, I'll give beautiful. you that. Outside of the Smoky Mountains, the East Coast has been populated with people for about a hundred and something years more than the West Coast have. Okay. Yeah. And and then. Once we started moving west, we also started realizing we need to start conserving things yes. and reserving things. And and so that people have jacked up the East Coast. But the Smoky Mountains are a beautiful, beautiful place to live. They oh, really are. And here's, I find them nicer than the Rockies because the Rockies are rough, man. The Rockies are beautiful, but they are like hardcore mountains where people die in all the time. Oh yeah, and the Smokies are just like laid. I mean, that's my life. Look at me. I'm not a Rocky Mountain guy. I'm a Smoky <laughs> Mountain guy. That makes that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Hey, Damien jumped in on YouTube, uh, driving us back into NASCAR. Here, he said, "Question: If they're going to allow people in the stands, how are they going to make sure that fans are going to wear masks all the way through the race, especially in the heat?" Well, I will tell you this. Uh, they're not going to make sure everybody wears masks through the entire thing because everybody will be separated. Like yeah, they're going to be you show up with distance. So yeah. you don't, I mean, if you're, if you're 20 feet from somebody, you don't need a mask on. They don't need a mask on. If you're three feet from somebody, get your mask on. Yeah. If you came with four people that are all together, you don't need a mask either. Cause you just rode together. Hey, like you Matt Miller you jumps in breathing each other's stuff to begin with. Matt Miller jumped in and said, Chris looks like a Rocky mountain oyster man. Um, no, <laughs> and listen, that's not a homophobic thing. That's a, those things are really nasty. I have yeah. tried them. I'm not scared. I'm, like, I'm not scared to put a ball in my mouth. <laughs> ben said they need to stagger entrance times for this. I'm not sure how they're going to do it. I know that. Well, yeah, uh, I don't know. I know the theme the parks. Stagger entrance time. They're probably going to do something like that. Yeah. But also, NASCAR events are not like baseball stadiums or football. I'm going to bet there's 37 different ways to get in that place. Oh, absolutely. These but, places are not baseball and football stadiums. They they have a giant road in them, okay? Yes. Well, I, I'll say this. What they have been doing for theme parks and whatnot is reservation times, right? Yeah, so what it, you set what time you're going to come into the park, and then you better get there. Like I have watched videos of Disney World, like the, the parade thing going on where people have been sharing out because my family didn't eat nerds. And – I'm telling you, I would I would love to be there right now. Now, outside of the fact that it's sweltering heat and I don't do Florida in the summer, there's nobody at the damn park. Oh yeah, because they, they're only allowing in like what one tenth of the. the I don't number? I don't know that. I know this. This is what I've been saying. I will pay double the price for if I could get a day like that in the park. Yeah, uh, Matt Miller. Matt Miller jumped in. He said, "Report out of Florida. Some labs have a hundred percent positivity rate." So the test has a bunch of false positives or some fishy stuff is going on, or it's true, and we're going to have herd immunity soon. Uh, I, so I did a bunch 100% of digging. 100% positivity rate sounds like somebody yeah. broke something. I, I did a bunch of digging on it last night. Uh, these labs, there were 33 labs that were providing incorrect data, and they didn't realize it. So that, I don't think, yeah. They, Once again, with never never really believe evil or are manipulated usually believe incompetence yes so that that was the issue here uh ben said testing is all messed up right now it's it's not so much the testing that is messed up it is uh, one you can test positive if you have antibodies so if you have antibodies in your system uh you can test positive and then test negative you know in the same day I mean, it's it's insane. So it, it lasts like another thirty days where it's in your blood, but you don't you don't have it. So 
that's kind of it. The NBA is going to move towards that. They're starting to do antibody testing as well. But uh, the other side of this, with Florida, the 33 labs or whatever, they some of them were only reporting the positive test, and they didn't report the negative tests. So it's a well, whole... Yeah, then you're going to get 100% of reported cases. Yeah. Or, or in some of them, I mean, it was there was a VA hospital in Tampa, I think it was, that reported like 78% positive. And when they were questioned on it, they provided the actual results, which was less than 6% positive. They just didn't report man, all man, the negatives. We, we, like, I'm telling you, we are a country that is more stat-based, more analytically based than any other country in the world. I believe that simply because we thrive and drive on sports, and all of our sports have become analytic. I don't know that there's great analytics for soccer. I don't know that there's great because they never change a different player out, okay? Yeah. The same guy that starts the game, ends the game, doesn't matter. Cricket, I can't explain that, okay? I don't know if they have analytics or not. Baseball, football, basketball, hockey have become so analytically driven. We know how to do numbers and stats better than anybody in the world. How is it that we cock up the numbers and the stats? It's it's insane. It's easy to mess up stats. If you send in the wrong spreadsheet or you type in the wrong number in the wrong cell or what I mean, there's ways to mess it up. But yeah, I mean we 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 count on these not especially what right now. What we've done is we've learned really good about how to manipulate stats. That is and that's uh, the thing that pisses me off. That that's is why true. I don't trust stats because the people selling it to me are all liars. Well, speaking of liars, Joseph Gomez jumps in on YouTube. He said, nothing is ever 100% except the Patriots won't win the Super Bowl this year. And then Ben jumps in and said, Joseph, don't jinx it, dude. <laughs> I'll take, I love that statement. Oh, that statement just warmed my heart right there. Because that sounds like the KOD. Man, I'm glad we had people jump in today. I told you it was <laughs> going to happen. happen. It's going to happen. All right. Oh, that was good Not stuff. Not as many, but it's going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you guys have been fantastic. We're going to go ahead and wrap the show up there. I don't think anything has uh, has broken in the last little bit, and no. I've got to get out of here and and let this room be taken over. So, with that said, that's going to wrap up the show. Thank you to everybody that jumped in, Ben, Joseph, Matt, uh, Damien, et cetera, everybody else. We appreciate you jumping in on the chat. Uh, it is... <laughs> Damien said, Patriots tank gate. I swear to God. They, everybody trying to rile you up early today. Early they're just, today. They're just, they're just, all they're going to do is have their feelings hurt real bad by week eight. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun this season uh, with all these guys jumping in. Cam so, Newton now plays Wonder Boy. Yep. The feelings really hurt. Yeah, you got that right. You got that right. All right. So that's going to wrap it up. Go over to the website, winningcureseverything.com. Make sure you're subscribed everywhere that you need to be. Share the show out with your friends, and if you have not already, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. Leave a nice five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. We cannot thank you enough for jumping in. We can't thank you enough for sharing the show out. The numbers continue to rise, and that is a good thing considering we're a sports show and there are no sports going on right now. So uh, with that said, we're going to get out of here. You guys have been fantastic. Uh, Go over to sportsbookreview.com. Make sure you are subscribed to their YouTube page. August 1st, we start over there. Uh, Joseph said, when was Cam humble? Uh, a couple weeks ago, actually. <laughs> so, anyway, winningcureseverything.com, sportsbookreview.com. You guys, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We'll see you tomorrow. 
Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.